This is Shane Warne. Make sure you plough on. Steel Plum and CC, plough on, guys. Yeah, we didn't win the link by accident. We did that by design. It was very much planned. I'll just try to get it in the right spot, really, and see what happens. He said to me, mate, I really think you should put your lid on. Next ball, bowl me a bouncer, which went for six. So. <laughs> this, this club is beyond cricket. Plowman's cricket is the greatest club in the world. Hello, and welcome to the Thanks for Coming podcast. Cricketing World's premier podcast brought to you by the Ploughman's Cricket Club in South London. I'm Rahul Nair, your co-host for today's episode, and I'm joined here from the opposite end of London by none other than the Greek god, the sexiest wicketkeeper ever, Yanni. Yanni, my mate, how are you? Rahul, thank you very much for that incredibly accurate introduction. Uh, it's lovely to see you, big fella. Always wonderful to be on here with you recording the podcast. Can't wait to get started. Very excited with the show we've got tonight. I am too. We've got some absolute amazing guests and some good matches to go through and some special content, isn't it? Sure is. So, without further ado, I'm going to introduce our first guest, who is a plough legend, a dear friend of mine. He is the fixtures maestro, the basketball legend, the ultimate cricketer, the great wicket keeper, an amazing cyclist, and the nicest bloke you would ever meet, Leon Parks. Leon, how are you, mate? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Great to be here. Great to be here. Thank you very much. Great to have you on, buddy. Not sure I can live up to that intro, but I'll try my best. <laughs> living it every day my friend you're living it every day leon is one of those very rare people that fits the both criteria of our club which is being a good bloke and being a good cricketer and he's one of those guys where he's such a high achiever you must think to yourself oh he must be a terrible bloke mm, yeah and then you go up and meet him and he's the nicest guy ever what to say what to say yeah try a bit less leon <laughs> <laughs> I will, I will. get me on the right day ah oh, brilliant Buddy, um, before I go any further, I know you've been on the pod before, so I'm not going to ask you how you came to the pod. I guess people have already heard. Just, just let us know a bit about your plough journey so far and how, yeah, how, how you became the fixer secretary and how is it going this year, especially with this year, so many games you've lined up. It's incredible, mate. Yeah, I think we're near 100 games this year in total. It's, wow. it's a lot of games this year. Um, luckily, two of those every weekend are sorted out by the league, so all you have to do is make sure... There aren't any clashes. They're very helpful. The league are very good to us. They like us a lot. We're a very progressive club and they like the way that we operate. Um, Rich Buckley has a lot to do with that as well. Um, in terms of how long I've been doing it, I think Tom, I took over from Tom Lonnan probably, oh God, it must be 10 years ago now at least. He was fixture secretary then and um, he'd been doing a really good job for a few years and uh, I took over and yeah, it's kind of gone from strength to strength, especially the last few years since COVID, two league teams. And we have a really strong sort of batch of Sunday regular sides who we play every year. We have a really good relationship with. And I mean, in all honesty, it's just a pleasure to speak to them because they love talking to us. They love playing us. And it's just great fun. That's brilliant, mate. It must be, must be quite a lot of teams that you handle on a weekly basis or you just get that all settled right in advance in the, uh, before the game uh, season even starts? Yeah, I, do, I have most of the fixtures done by end of December. I try and do it all in the off-season. So December, by January, most of, most of them are done. The league fixtures are done in December. 
So that bit of admin is out the way and then you just have to sort out all the Sunday ones. And I mean, they usually contact me half the time because they're so keen to play us. And then you're filling in gaps. And then if some guys can't play you, you just go looking for some others and everyone just wants to play cricket. It's great. Brilliant. There you go, Plough. So as you know, even on off season, Leon is not, not doing anything cricket. He is getting your fixtures ready. Right, Yanni, you want to introduce our next guest? Oh, I'd love to introduce our next guest. I just thought of something else actually wonderful about Leon. He's got great taste in music. Uh, and so do you, mate. So do you. Mm, I mean, my, God, it's just, <laughs> this is getting absurd, isn't We might it? need to do a special ep- Leon pod very soon then, mate. I think this just became the Leon pod. This has been. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so, it, go, it comes to me to introduce our second guest, and I am incredibly excited to have this gentleman on the podcast by popular demand. Most of you would know him from the dance floor at St. Andrews, but here he is with us now, live in the flesh, straight from the Shire, Sydney, Mr. Sean Bonza Bonza. Sean, welcome. Cheers. Thanks, Yanni. It's a pleasure to be here. I think the popular demand is just you you pestering me on WhatsApp, saying, can you please join the pod? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listen, I have no response to that, and it could be correct. Mate, absolute pleasure to have you here. Obviously, you're a newbie to the club, so can you uh, tell us a little bit about how you found us? Yeah, yeah, you're right. I only moved over to the country, oh, it's coming up on a year next month, so I uh, I didn't really have much time to play cricket last, last year, so when when summer's come around this, this time, I uh, I was looking for a club. I, I played a bit here and there at, at the Nets and uh, bumped into this one bloke named Will Curtis who said, Hey, look, uh, know a couple of people at a, at a club called Plowman's. Get in touch with, with Mr. Ash and Cy. And so since then, yeah, they, they gave, us a, gave us a ping, said, do you want to play on a Sunday? And, and I was free. And the rest is history. That, that's it. Um, you made a tour appearance quite early, it must be said. What was sort of the timeline between you joining the club and going on tour? Um, really little. Like literally no time at all. So, <laughs> I uh, in my first game I uh, was out at Uxbridge and I'd just come off scoring twenty three and bowling pretty average. Um, and Cy Carson said, "You know what'd be good, mate? If you uh, if you came to Spain." And I said, "Why would I go to Spain?" And he said, "Well, the club actually does a tour uh, this year. We're going to Spain. So there's there's been a couple of last minute pullouts. If you're free." love to have you along so i found found a bit of time and and scraped together some cash and and threw it the plowman's way and there i was in malaga unbelievable mate i would warn you saying yes to random requests from psychars it isn't always advisable <laughs> but uh in this case it has definitely worked for you um there was a lot of talk about your moves on the dance floor it was sort of uh very mick jagger sort of meets bon scott i mean are these things sort of premeditated, or does does the music just flow and you just do whatever comes out? What? How? Take us through it, mate. It's absolutely the latter. There is no premeditation <laughs> at all. It's it's just whatever happens in the moment. Usually, a few beers decides what's coming out. So, yeah, there's there's nothing premeditated. It's all it's all whatever the song decides. Well, I did a bit of research, mate, and I did find out the Rolling Stones were actually touring Australia around about the time uh, you were born. So, um, maybe <laughs> something to be said in that. Um, 
your name Bonza, an Australian term. Did you want to tell the viewers who don't know what a what Bonza means, what that means, perhaps? Oh, I think you've been living under a rock if you haven't figured out what it means by now. But yeah, it's uh, means means good. But I don't know if there's anything uh, specific behind that and what the the origins of my family is. So I don't know, don't know if that's that's anything along those lines. Fair play, mate. Fair play. Wonderful moment from the game. Uh, one of the games on the weekend. We'll get to it a bit later. Was uh, Leon actually presenting you with your plough cut? So congratulations. Yeah, cheers. No, it's, it's fantastic. Welcome to the plough, Sean. Yeah, congrats, mate. Is it possible that you are the first ploughman to ever go on tour before receiving a cut? I don't know. There's someone, someone out there's probably got a stat for it, I'm sure. It's a cricket club. If anyone knows the answer to this question, can you please get in touch with us? Hello at ploughmancc.com immediately. Now, we had a number of matches over the weekend. Firstly, the Saturday Premier team played away against Ottershaw, and there was only one man to take us through that. On Saturday, the Mighty Clan first team made our way down to Ottershaw for an away game in what I can only describe as scorching hot weather. We got there, I believe that we had lost the toss and we were put in to field. Uh, we started off with Matt Bowshaw and Puff Daddy, Ash, uh, opening the bowling. Both bowled really well. I believe there was a court behind a bowl. Overall, I think Matt Bowshaw picked up around three wickets and Puff Daddy picked up about two. And um, yeah, we were on top, I would say, in the field, fielded really well. There were a few drop catches, but um, overall, I think our ground fielding was really good and we had kept the pressure on for quite a bit. After the opening spell, I believe Chris Rodent Smith came on to bowl. Um, he, as we all know, is really talented with the ball, has good variation, and um, kept it tight, picked up a few wickets, had a court and bowl, I believe, and a court behind as well. Sorry, took an amazing catch. Props to Sorry, he kept really well. Um, who else came into ball? Yeah, Grazer, I skip obviously came onto ball. He, I believe, also had a court on board. And he just, yeah, he bowled well. It was a bit unlucky. Um, they got a few shots away. Potentially, maybe a drop catch off his bowling, but quite a few difficult takes. Um, but yeah, he was a bit unlucky. The figures uh, won't show how well he actually bowled, but he did get two crucial wickets for us. And then Leo Connolly came on with his rapid pace uh, to get us the last wicket, which we desperately needed. Uh, they had started to build a bit of an annoying partnership um, for the 11th wicket or for the 9th wicket or 11th wicket, whatever we call it. And yeah, they had, for the last wicket, they had started to build a bit of a partnership up. And um, they were just getting, you know, you know, one of them ones where they're just swinging, getting a few boundaries, getting a few singles away. But yeah, uh, Conley finished them off and I believe we were chasing 120. After that, uh, Kate and Logan, two extremely talented openers, went to open the batting. And um, unfortunately, they both uh, got out in the first over, but props to the bowler. He was bowling good pace and he was swinging it in miles. Um, Cake got done with an absolute booty that uh, took his stumps apart. And uh, Logo got an uh, in-swinger that just hit his uh, leg and was given an LBW, which I thought was doing a bit too much, so I thought it might have been missing the stumps. But what can you say? Umpire, umpire makes a decision. We've got to stick with it. Um, in came Missouri and Leo Conley. 
we all know how sorry bats um i think it was the second ball where he smashed a four or a six and then um yeah hit a few nice shots and then just came running down to one which wasn't really there to be hit and uh got bowled leo conley what a bat i think we can all say that um we watched him bat for a while uh this season and he is super super talented has all the shots in the book and um naturally aggressive he hit a hook shot and a pull shot a square uh, a square drive um he flicked a few he looked really good he got uh, quite a few boundaries off and um he made about 28 before um just being a touch already on one ball trying to put it through the covers and just got caught out but yeah he he, he batted really well and gave us a lot of confidence that we would be able to win the game or we thought we could win the game max Gumpert came in don't need to tell you about max we all know how he bats them again off to a really good start um batted really well uh, yeah leo had got out then i came in to bat with max Gumpert. um unfortunately i'll be honest i threw my wicket away on the second ball uh chipped run right in the air did not take responsibility with the bat and very annoyed about that but that's a different conversation uh yeah max carried on batting made a few runs but unfortunately um got i think played on yeah he played on and got bowled hawkins on the other end uh was better than max gump but he was looking really good and then um he crunched one that we all thought was going to go to the boundary but um opposition field i think his name was d took an excellent one hand grab um nine out of ten times we thought he would have dropped that but it was there day and then from there we just kind of um yeah they just kind of got through us pretty quickly to be honest and although we scored at a runner ball we couldn't get the score um CRS went into bat. He showed real grit and determination, but unfortunately, he had an LB. Puff had an LB. Um, yeah, we lost. Unfortunately, um, we're pretty upset about the loss, obviously. But um, believe that we'll come back stronger this week, and we believe that we're going to be back to winning way soon. Think that we just need one game, right? We'll win one game, and after that, um, be back to our winning ways because there is enough talent in the club. And the ones in whatever team there's so much talent we can definitely win games and yeah i'm sure it will come but yeah that was the day i am not too sure i think um although everyone was quite upset about the result so potential play good cricket yeah that was the day thanks for that rayon um i will hand it over to leon to do the highlights yes thank you mate um i can see that ottershaw won the toss they elected to bat as you would on a scorching hot day in South London. Um, they managed to make 120 all out. Um, wickets for the plough. Bolshaw got three wickets. He also had three maidens, so three for 28. Pretty awesome figures for Bush there. Um, Puff, Gray, CRS all had two wickets each. So wickets were, were spread around nicely. Really good bowling performance from the guys again. And then in reply, not the best start for the plough. Couple of ducks at the top of the order. Not ideal when you're in a chase, even a low chase like this one. Um, so we were five for two at one point. Um, and then looks like a few of the guys got in. Suri, Leo, Max, all getting into the 20s, but getting out quite quickly. Their, uh, their bowler, Asad Ali, he took uh, five for 33 I've heard on the grapevine he's a pretty handy bowler, that guy. So he had another good day. Um, 
and wicket seemed to fall sort of fairly steadily. They were all they were on the run rate, so it looked like it might be possible all the way to the end. And then I think the wickets just kept falling and uh, unfortunately fell short, 104 all out. Oh, unlucky boys, we will get them next time. And so we move to our Saturday second eleven team who took on the Surrey Warriors Invincibles away. It looks like the Warriors uh, batted first, 153 for 7, 40 overs. Benny Cobbett, three wickets. He had a, he had a very good weekend. And uh, Lonnon with two wickets. As a one wicket, Ed Beasley, one wicket. Welcome back to the plough, Ed Beasley. Wonderful to see him again. And uh, we chased down the target in 32.1 overs. Not much trouble. Contribution from Umar, Benny and Skipper Lonnon all scoring 30 and the plough won by six wickets. Sean, anything, uh, any, anything worth a mention there? Yeah, no, it looks, it looks like you've covered most of it. Benny, yeah, he ripped through the top order, grabbing, grabbing three wickets off his five overs. Although we did bowl an extra two overs in extras, uh, so <laughs> wow. yeah, good on him for for getting through seven overs worth of stuff, but still jagging those three wickets. And then, as as you mentioned, Azar, he got a. Got a wicket, but I don't think enough said about his his economy. Only one point five seven off his seven overs. So what an absolute me. absolute ripper job keeping him tight. Love him. He is some player player Azarul Huck. He is really just blowing minds this season, isn't he? What a player. So that was a pretty comfortable win for the plough there. We move on to the Sunday games, and we start off with the goal game against Putney. Which uh, three of your current host members were playing in this game? We might start myself, Sean, and Leon. Rahul, we will see you back on the field shortly. Looking forward <laughs> to that a lot. Uh, Leon, did you want to start us talking through this game? I won the toss, and obviously in that heat, and the Hollies was looking dry, very dry, very hard. Outfield was looking quick, so batting first was always the way. Um, and we had a good start. Um, Hansi, very unluckily, got run out sort of early on in the first few overs. Um, it happens. Umar, to be fair to him, hang around for a long time, batted as good as I've seen in the last few. Umar has been batting great the last few weeks, and I'm not surprised he got a big score. He he looked great, more than a runner ball, um, and we had a good partnership. I think 100. 13, something like that, over 100 partnership together. Um, him very much playing the shots and me trying to sort of anchor the innings and see out a lot of balls. And then when Umar got out, Max came in and as Max does so well, up the tempo, took it to the bowlers and uh, scored a, another great 50. A um, couple of nice sixes into the garden, straight sixes at, uh, at the Hollies, always nice to see. And yeah, we made a, we made a pretty, pretty good total, I think. In 35 overs. I think you're playing your own role a bit short there, Leon. You batted very well for your 50 and uh, definitely anchored the innings, like you said, for a big total. And uh, on Maxi's 50, that was off 22 balls. Ooh. So, yeah, that was a very good was a very good uh, batting performance from the plower, I thought, in the circumstances as well. Sean, do you want to take us through uh, the second innings? I think we started off quite well. Damo at, at one end and myself at the other, and uh, we, we kept it kind of tight to start. Uh, we had, a, had an early chance dropped, which we had a few throughout the, uh, out the game, which I think ended up might, maybe costing us in the end. 
But we we kept plugging away. Nige and Ed Beasley were uh, were bowling from both ends. kept kept the uh, the runs pretty tight, and uh, we're we're a bit unlucky with a couple of overthrows on on Ed. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, for Ed's, Ed's bowling. Don't mention those. Yeah, thanks for that, Sean. Uh, it, it was <laughs> definitely it was needed. Six. Everyone knowing about those. They, 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 hit, they, hit, they hit six runs. <laughs> Won't say how they came. And then yeah, we we um, Umar he he came in and grabbed a grabbed a vital wicket and got us back in the game. And Steve came on. He he grabbed one too, and and they got us right back in the game towards the end. And, and we we took it down to the last two overs. Of the last two, they only needed eighteen runs. So. And, and then of the last one, they needed ten. So we we took it right to the wire, and and it just we just fell up a bit short. So that's that's it. It's just one of those days where it didn't fall our way. It, it was really interesting because it really it really did ebb and flow. Like at one point, it looked like they were going to cruise it, and then we got a couple of wickets. Then it went back again. Then it went back. Again. It was one of those classic, classic, classic Sunday games. Yeah, you're right, Leon. At one stage, they needed. They needed about eight at one stage and over for for the last few, and then it, then brought it back down under six, and then in for the last two they needed needed nine and over. So it was yeah, you're right. It really did ebb and flow. It was was one of those games where it could have gone either way. Exactly. And a big shout out to Beasley uh, coming back playing his second game in two days. Great to see him back. Great to see him back. They were actually they actually did say to me at the end of the game, "We are playing you again, aren't we?" And I said, I'm, "I don't think so." And they went, "Yeah, oh, they said that to me too. That's really why I said it." Really disappointed. <laughs> Fair play. Always good to see the plough, you know, making a name for ourselves sort of off the field as well for the right reasons. Now we go to the final match of the weekend, which was the Sunday Blue Side against Worcester Park away. And we have Cake for the match report here. Greetings, podcast listeners. It's Cake here, just giving a quick rundown of Ploughman's Blues fixture against Worcester Park. Uh, as we entered into an unprecedented heat wave, one of the earlier victims was... Simon Carson's uh, automobile, which broke down en route to the game, along with our only new ball. Uh, fortunately, and shout out to Naraj Taylor, uh, picked up the SOS, uh, and so we were able to field 11. Uh, we won the toss, I believe, and and, uh, op- and were decided to bat. Uh, we opened up with uh, Michael Scantlebury and Max Wright, who both fell to uh, Worcester Park Saturday gun bowler which left the plough reeling at, uh, at three for two. Uh, in entered Suri and debutant Jamie JJ McDougall, who turned the game on its head as both played shots to all parts of the ground. Plough was soon 100 for two off just 13 overs, with JJ bringing up his 50 off only 25 balls. Unfortunately for the plough, he was dismissed for 57, and then wickets began to tumble around Suri as he brought up yet another 50 before he too was dismissed for 68. Fortunately, our final pair of Rich James and Harvey Stevens batted for 11 overs to get the score up above 150, uh, with both candidates worthy of a nomination of the Loves to Bat Award. Uh, Plough were dismissed for 157 off 38 overs and then enjoyed the Worcester Park supplied tea. Before it was our turn to go out to bowl, uh, Michael Scannerbury was awarded his uh, Ploughman's Baggies, so congratulations for him on that. Uh, We then opened up uh, with Harvey and CRS with a well-used bore. Uh, and despite that, both were very economical. CRS grabbed one of their openers, and Harvey was in particular unlucky not to grab a wicket despite very tight bowling, with finishing on figures of uh, six overs, uh, none for 16. Worcester's Park 3's uh, bat was actually a very good bat, and uh, he was able to put the bad ball away despite numerous good balls that our bowlers dished up. 
Uh, Rich got their irritable number three, or number one, I should say, out, caught behind, who didn't take kindly to plough mascot Poppy venting on the sidelines. Uh, ultimately, though, we were a few runs short and Worcester Park chased the score four wickets down. Shout out to Naraj uh, for picking up a late wicket, as well as Max Wright for his f- picking up his first wicket of the plough. Uh, jugs then ensued as the plough delayed their departure by train numerous times they could squeeze in one more jug for the extortionate price of £12.60. Ultimately, it was a fun afternoon out as we enjoyed witnessing some cracking batting from JJ and Suri, some tight bowling whilst out in the field and each other's company both during and after the match. Plough on. Unlucky there, boys. Uh, Sean, let's take us through some of the highlights of that one. Yeah, thanks, Yanni. So... A great knock from Suri, 68 runs for him, and also by Jamie McDougall, 57 at a rate of almost 200 off 30 balls, so including 10 four, so he was, he was obviously motoring through through his innings. Um, Max Wright got his first wicket, bowled about five half-trackers, one of which was chipped to short mid-wicket, where JJ took a fantastic catch, Conf- confused him with a couple of above-high full tosses, <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> He let him know, he let him hit him for four, and then apparently uh, <laughs> the bloke had it coming, so. Ah, uh, fell right into his trap. <laughs> fell right into his trap. First over. Well done, Max Wright, on your first wicket. And a uh, pretty impressive debut there for Cake's mate, JJ, hoping to see more of him. Wonderful start. Um, so now, as we sort of alluded to before, this weekend was the return of the bees, Ed Beasley. Leon, you've known uh, bees the longest. Did you want to say a couple of words about bees? Yeah, it's it's been an absolute pleasure to see Ed back this weekend. And in true Ed Beasley style, back straight in with a double header after not <laughs> playing all season. He is keen as mustard to play the rest of rest of the summer. He's well up for it, and you will never find a more intense off spinner in all your cooking <laughs> days. I can tell you that. <laughs> Love to see Fair it. Play. Love to see it. <laughs> well, he certainly generated a lot of buzz with his return. Let's hear from the man himself now. Hi, Plowman. The bees here. Um, it only invited me to say a few words. Um, as um, I've made a couple of appearances in a weekend, and that's not happened in a while. Um, quite a long while. Um, I just wanted to say, guys, it's so, so good to be back bowling. Um, this is a club that draws you back time and time again, as there's not another cricket club like it, trust me. Um, I've been really touched by people wishing me well, sending me private messages to say how wonderful it is to play and get to meet me. Feelings entirely mutual. No surprise to me whatsoever to come back after a couple of years and find out there's a lot more top blokes have joined the club. This club attracts top blokes of all different shapes and sizes. Once a plough, always a plough. Love you all. The bees. Great to hear from the big man bees there. Um, It's so great to have you back, mate. Look forward to playing more cricket with you this summer. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy cricket? Goodness me, what a jingle. That guy is so, so talented. (laughs) Honestly, we're so lucky to have that guy. Anyway, on to the fantasy for this week. 
Um, it's been a very interesting week of fantasy. Things are very, very close. Leon, did you want to have a little bit of a chat about the individual performances this week? Absolutely, mate. Um, the high scorers this week in the bowlers were CRS with 95. Of course. Um, CRS has been a man in form the last few weeks. I think we can all agree. Indeed. Uh, Benny Cobbett, not far behind at all with 93. Fair play. Again, the last couple of weeks, he's been scoring a lot of points. Good with the bat too. Very good with the bat. Good all-rounder. Not technically an all-rounder in the fantasy, interestingly. But oh, interesting. Might be having a word to the, the gumpets about that. And then in the all-rounders, Lonnon was top with 109 points. That man again. For something different. <laughs> and the batters, that man Umar... 177 points this Whoa. week with his double header antics. Goodness me. Good week to have Umar in your team. Or, ca- or captain him. Did you captain him? You did not. No, I didn't. But of course, we all know who oh. did. Oh, who yes. else? Who, well, that might, that might be a good segue into the current standing with the teams, Leon. Ah, yes. Yes, very good. Uh, so currently, top of the leaderboard it's that man Trent jugs all round unbelievable unbelievable how does he do it closely followed by Matt Spencer who's it's getting tight at the top it's getting tight at the top it's only 137 points in it at the top ooh will Trent will Trent be feeling Spencer's hot breath on the back of his neck (laughs) <laughs> Only time will tell. As normal, as normal. The T-Rex, though, he knows he's a very good... Once he's in the front, he's hard to overtake, I'm telling you now. You can't get him on the bend. He's gonna. He's, he's a stayer. He is a stayer, that's for sure. Thank you very much for that, Leon. Uh, so, as it happens, we go now go to our guests, and we would like to know your predictions. Who do you think is are uh, the two players to have you must have in your fantasy team in the upcoming weeks? Well, I've today created a fantasy team. So I'm I'm well into it now. I'm very excited to see how my team goes for the rest of the season. It's obviously too late to try and scrape a podium, but uh, the enjoyment will be nonetheless. So this week, Yanni, I think there's only two people you must have in your team. That's Umar and Chris Butland, both double-heading, both in fantastic form. You'd be stupid not to have them. Yep, great shouts there. Both are fantastic players and fantastic blokes. Not that there's any points for being fantastic blokes, but if there was... They'd get extra. They would... Exactly. Leon, who are your two picks? Um, I'm going to have... Those are two fantastic picks, by the way, Sean. I totally agree. Um, I would have to go with Benny Cobbett who's been on a tear recently. Absolutely. He bats, he bowls, he scores points. Yeah, get some catches and run outs too. And he's got amazing chat. He's got amazing chat, so don't underestimate the psychological factor he brings as well. Yeah. Does that make him an all-rounder, the amazing chat? Oh, this is interesting. (laughs) I think it might, you know. (laughs) So, Rahul, how are we looking for the Tisato staff of the week? Right, so we don't have one for this week, a new question, but we did have a very interesting question last week, which was, which active plowman bowler 
has had the most different fielders take catches of their bowling. Very interesting one when I heard it on the pod this week. They were given some options. The options were Puff, um, Grazer, Lonnan, Nigel and Bush. Uh, the criteria was, I think they should have played at least 10 or more innings. And obviously, we only have the stats after 2018 when Tiz uh, started doing it. Um, anyone wants to take a guess before I reveal the answer here? I would I would go with Bush. I would go with Bush. Bush? He's taken a lot of wickets. Great shout. Bush is a great shout. Bonza, you want to just take a wild guess? Uh, the first game I, I played was with Lonnan and he took two wickets in the first three seconds that he, he was bowling and both were catches off different people so just on my anecdotal evidence I'd have to go with him oh so just on your anecdotal evidence fair enough mate well you know what you've got it right it is Tom Lonnan and Tom Lonnan is the bowler who's got 34 different fielders who have caught catches or taken wickets for him whilst he's bowling uh, everyone else I think it's between 26 and 29 so quite a big grab there it's phenomenal big grab. well 34 wow 34 different fielders it's interesting isn't it because he's been playing so long but you'd think he'd be playing in more like unchanged lineups you know what i mean because that, that must be just such would, a... that, would that make up to almost 50 percent of the plow plowmans we you know like who plays yeah, about a third of the nearly a third of the club yeah i don't even know wow. that many people <laughs> I, I don't think anyone wants to drop a catch when it's off London, is it? <laughs> there we go, bingo, bingo. Hey, he's the smart one. Speaking of uh, dropping catches and getting angry, that actually brings us perfectly into our next segment. Now, we've been talking about what a lovely fellow Leon is, blah, 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 blah. What we want to know this time around is he can't be perfect, surely, surely. There must be something that makes him upset. Something. Leon, can you share anything at all that makes you mad? Man, that's a tough question. I mean, you know, when the Eagles lose really badly to the Cowboys. Things have have been broken. (laughs) Uh, For those of the people who didn't get that, it's the Philadelphia Eagles that he's talking about. He's an yes, Eagles well, fan. he's having Enough a crack said. at me there, which is interesting because the Eagles fans are renowned for being such poorly behaved individuals. It's a mystery that Leon supports them. However, my theory is that this is where all of the nice guy, you know, he, all the aggressions comes out <laughs> through these fans, leaving <laughs> the perfect embodiment of human that is Leon Parks. So there you go. Respect to that, buddy. Um, but you he know, this is aggression for basketball, eh? Well, I mean, oh, another thing, probably has the best jump shot at the plow. Oh, I'm sure he does, mate. I've I've seen. <laughs> I'm not sure anymore. I'm not sure about that anymore. I've, I've I've seen a few of his videos with Team Chargers. Is that the team you played for, Leon? The Chargers, yeah, the mighty Team Chargers, yeah. If any of you have Leon on Instagram or um, access to this you know, social media of this basketball team, you have to watch these clips, man. He, he, he was an incredible basketball player. He was wonderful, he wonderful was. to watch. But like all nice guys, to be elite at sport, they do need to become a bit of a killer once they cross the field. So our question this week is, which plowman do you think 
is the nicest guy off the field, but an absolute killer on it. We crossed to the DSG for this exclusive report. I'm here at the DSG. We've just had a loss. We're here having a few drinks, absolutely loving life, getting amongst the plough with our question of the week. Which ploughman is the nicest guy off the field, but once he crosses the white line, he's an absolute killer? Firstly, Iskandar, your views. I am going to go for Adil Rias. Mm. He is very, very nice fella. We all love him, but once he crosses that line, white line fever, he is arguably the most competitive ploughman that I know, and he would die and kill for the win. No, fair play. That's a great shout, Izzy. Great shout. Barrett, your answer. Uh, I'm going to choose uh, Ollie Lonsdale. Uh, Ollie when Lonsdale. he's <laughs> When he's uh, on the field, he's... Uh, no, nice bloke. Angry. Nice Very bloke. angry. Yeah. Nice. Nice bloke off the field, though. Yeah, that's, that, that was a tough one. That's the one that made it a bit hard. But no, Tom Ollie's... A... <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's the main question. Good shout, Barrett. Good shout. Hansi, your answer. I wanted to say Tom Lonan, but then again, it's nice, know. nice off the field. I don't think he passes the off the nice field off test, the field. mate. You might have to choose someone else there. <laughs> <laughs> choose someone else. Can we come back to you? Yeah, come back to me. Uh, yeah. Go on. Fred, your answer. Uh, one answer, I think Baz. Yep, yeah, Baz. Adam Barraclough. Great shout, great shout. Damon? Uh, I'm going to say Steve Brito. There's a ruthlessness to him. Yeah. Yeah, he just held himself back from man-catting someone today <laughs> on a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> He'll cut your throat if he gets half a chance. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice great shot. Great shot. Nice yeah, nice. Again, nice off the field is the question there, but very good shout. Leon, your answer. This might surprise a few people, but they've not seen the dark side of Patrick Gledhill. <laughs> <laughs> when Paddy tells you off, you will remember it for that life. Is a very That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Max, do you know the question? Yeah, um, Honourable mention to Paddy, who had a st- <laughs> stern talking to me after I gave him out LBW once. Uh, but I-, I think I might have to go Hector Barnacote Hood. Oh, nice shot. Who nice. likes giving a mouthful to any batsman who hits him for four <laughs> on-, on the pitch, but uh, is a lovely bloke off it. Fair play, fair play. Steve Brito. What's the question? The question is. <laughs> Which ploughman is the nicest bloke off the field, but once he crosses the white line, he's an absolute killer? I will go Ollie Lonsdale. Yeah, another one for Ollie, another one for Ollie. Great shot. Can I have a second bite of the cherry? Ed Beasley. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Angriest man in cricket. Most definitely. Angriest dad is Ed Beasley. All right. Sean Bonter, do you know the question? I've just heard it. All right, what's your answer? I say Leo Connolly. Leo, great shout. Yeah, no, great lovely shout. bloke, absolute legend off the field. But the second he steps on the field, I see the red rage kick in. Fair play, mate. Yeah. I actually kept to him last two weeks ago, and I thought the same thing. As yeah, he was no, charging in. It's in his eyes. It's in his yeah, eyes, yeah. mate. He will kill you for the win. Absolutely. Yep, abs- and that's what makes him so good. Bloody legend, great shout there. Great shout. Uma Iqbal. Great performance from you today, by the way. What is your answer to the question? What was the question? The question is, which ploughman is the nicest bloke off the field, but once he crosses the white line, turns into an absolute killer? Easy answer, Ed Beasley. Ed Beasley.
two games with him. Oh my God, lovely guy off the field. And once he's on the field, he's just horrendous to the opposite. Fair play. And now, Hansi, did you have you thought of something yet? <sighs> no, I think I'll, I'll stick with Tom. Oh, right. oh, Izzy, Izzy, actually. Izzy, yeah, Izzy's a good shout too. All right, cheers for that, boys. There you have it, straight from the DSG. Um, Leon, Sean, you guys obviously answered uh, in, in, in the recording, but I just thought you might want to expand on your answers a little bit more. Leon, in particular, I'm very keen to know more about this side of uh, Paddy Gledhill. <laughs> Paddy Gledhill, yeah. He's, yeah. I've played with Paddy for a long time. He's, he's a determined cricketer, very determined cricketer. And... I've seen some great moments with Paddy. I remember his... I was there when he got his highest score, 72 not out, I think, oh, when we were playing against Royal Ascot. Amazing. And, uh, a couple of other times. But especially on the cricket field, if you do something he does not like, <laughs> look out. You're going to know about it. he's coming for you. He is coming for you. <laughs> there you go. Paddy you could be Glendale. a fielder. You could be the guy bowling at him. You could be the... Not the umpire, because Paddy's too respectful for that. But you, you get my drift. You, you've got to play the game the right way. That's all I'm saying. Yes, indeed. Killer Paddy, there you go. How about yourself, Sean? Yeah, I, I said Leo. Yeah, he's uh, he's a fierce competitor. We played one, one game out there with him uh, on tour and, and uh, get a ball in his hand, get a bat in his hand. He, he knows what, what's the deal. He has to has to perform and if he, he doesn't or someone doesn't on to his standards so you can, you can see the red rage kick in i completely agree with that mate leo connolly connolly is an absolute baby faced assassin the man is a killer a fierce, fierce absolutely absolutely no question all right we now move on to any other business any other business man there's that super talented guy giving jingles again. God, he's really good at jingles. <laughs> I love how you use this pod to just promote yourselves, isn't it? <laughs> what? What? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Um, so we now move on to our uh, awards for the week. Uh, Leon, did you want to take us through the Loves to Bat Award? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, quite a few candidates this week. In the league games, I think... The runs were spread around quite a bit, actually. So lots of guys in their 20s, 30s, great innings, but didn't, you know, weren't there for a long time. So not sure yeah. about all of those. Some, 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 some good innings, though. Some really good innings. Yeah. Um, certainly in the Sunday game that we played at, um, against Putney at home, Umar's 92 off 84 was a serious innings, like a proper match-winning innings. I mean, we didn't quite get there, but... 84 balls for 92. That man definitely loves to bat. Gumpert's 50 was rapid off 22 balls, but I kind of got the impression he didn't love to bat so much that he got no, so quickly. You know, not sure he loves to bat enough. 22 balls. Um, and then in the Worcester Park game, you had Suri and Jamie, uh, new JJ, um, with 68 and 57. Um both quite rapid innings as well, so yeah, it would have to be Umar for me. Yep, fair play. Credit to yourself as well, Leon. Very patient, fifty something off to seventy something. I think you scored. You sort of 
you know, took your time and then got going a bit too. So a bit of credit to you there as well. You love to bat. I'm not sure I loved it by the end. I'm still aching today. <laughs> Fair play. And uh, Sean, did you want to take us through Obsessed with Line and Length for this week? Yeah, there's, uh, again, a couple of candidates here and there. I'm largely seeing them coming from the, the Surrey Cricket League game where we won against the Surrey Warriors. Um, as a one... Yeah, who else? One for not too many. That economy rate of 1.57 stuck out there like a sore thumb. And then Benny... Love loves a wicket or two. He's taken three there, and then again, Tom Tom Lonnan's jagged a couple as well. So there's there's a few candidates I reckon, but uh, for me, as uh, with with uh, just just the tightness, you can't can't really get past it. That 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 really ties the team down when you're bowling that tight and grabbing a wicket as well. There's not not too much you can say against that. Bowling his heat-seeking in-swingers uh, like like missiles. Um, Rahul, what about the third man for this week? We have, as per the captain, Tom London himself, Leo took a brilliant catch on the boundary. The ball went really high and far and it was difficult to judge, but he got under it and took a beautiful catch. So that's on the skipper straight away. Um, then we have Suri, the usual, behind the wickets, took two catches and saved a number of boys, keeping very well. Again, some good words from the skipper in there. But the one I think which stood out for this weekend was um, somebody who did a very buzz-esque, the current England and Wales cricket coach-esque fielding on the boundary by none other than Max Gumpert. I think some of you guys were there. Uh, could you give me a bit more exactly what happened there? Yeah, I mean, Max, Ma- Max, Max had been patrolling the boundary at, uh, at his favoured mid-off position for a lot of the day, mid-on position for a lot of the day, and saving multiple boundaries and sliding around and chasing the ball, um, shocking the oppo quite a few times, I think, with how how many ran- runs he actually saved. But yeah, I remember this I remember this one. He, The guy hit it. It, w- it was going quite sort of high. Looked like it was going to just sail over the boundary for six near the, near the big tree. And Matt just leapt with one hand, plucked it out of the air, palmed it back oh. over the boundary, landed, turned around, and then threw it in. Oh, it was pretty spectacular. Love to see that. Short anything to add on that one? <laughs> it was fantastic. I uh, I was watching it from I think mid wicket and thinking, oh no, it would have been would have been deep cover, and I've I've seen this this ball flying over, thinking. It's either going deep for six or Max is somehow going to catch it and neither of those things happened and it was just very reminiscent of watching Glenn Maxwell for the for the Melbourne Stars in the Big Bash. He's something you, you don't see too often other than from incredible fielders and, and that was one of those moments where a big paw just somehow comes out of nowhere and, and saves, saves a few runs. Just the awareness too, you know, the field sort of awareness where the ball's going in relation to where he is on the field, where the boundary is, you know, so many things come into the calculations. Exactly. And I think, sorry, Yanni, just on that as well, he, he also had the awareness to not, not step on the, uh, the sprinkler rope and uh, the sprinkler itself. He said if he, if he wasn't aware of not only the boundary rope, but that he would have, would have been lights out, I think the quote was. So 
just just the uh, yeah the awareness is incredible excellent well that may brings us on to uh, a new award that was created last week um I was very kindly named the the first recipient of the Spirit of the Plough Award. Big uh, thank you to Matt Spencer for that one. Well, rightly so, mate. Thank rightly you very so. much. Thank you. Um, but this week, I'd like to give it. I mean, if I could give a Spirit of Plough for the Year award, it would be to this person. But you know, um, he was at our game this week, uh, doing his rehab, and it, it really just hit home, um, Mr. Fred Gumpert. The, the, the spirit he has shown to, you know, as, as most people are aware, he has suffered a, an unfortunate, very serious knee injury. It has taken a lot of time away from him. And um, he hasn't gone into hiding. He hasn't come, gone into his show. He's been coming to games. He's been supporting the boys, coming to nets, coming to games, getting amongst it. He was doing his rehab there on Sunday. He was supporting us. You know, it was just inspiring to watch. And and for me, he gets the spirit of the plow uh, for this week. Leon, you've um, sort of come back from a serious kind of injury, haven't you? Yeah, pretty much the same. Pretty much the same injury. So there is there is hope for Fred. He will come back stronger. And um, it's been great these last few weeks. And I've seen him at several games now. And it's great to see him involved and supporting the team and um and still getting stuck in with the boys yeah so look forward to seeing him back next season it's going to be a very special day when he comes back to play cricket for this cricket club and i have no doubt that everybody will be behind him exactly speaking of the gumpernets we have another uh, we have a, a landmark for the other gumpet brother for this week um rahul did you want to take us through this one Yes, we do. Um, so we haven't talked enough about the Gumpets, obviously, so we will have a bit more about them for another five minutes. Uh, and the focus moves to Max Gumpert this time. So, Max Gumpert, before this weekend, uh, that means uh, we haven't calculated the games from Saturday and Sunday. Um, but before this weekend, it was he was on 51 games, 49 innings. And his landmark is he's reached 2,000 runs for the plough. Probably the fastest ever, I think, in terms of games and innings. Averaging at 57-ish. He's got 600, which only Paul Hines and Brito have more. And as of this weekend, uh, the 14th highest run scorer in the club's history. Goodness me. Max Gumpert. Just breaking records. He just will. makes runs for fun, that lad. I should add, I think that that stat was actually taken before the last game, meaning he's got yeah. another 50 on top of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so he's already on 2,100-something. Fast approaching 3,000 already. I mean, I can't confirm that that is the fastest, but I'd be very surprised if it wasn't. It that is, yeah, definitely, yeah. that is definitely the fastest. Like I couldn't think of. I can't. Yeah. I can't think of anyone close. It's it's a massive achievement to get to two thousand or forty eight innings. Is yeah, unheard of. So unbelievable. Congratulations, oh, Max. Fantastic. Congratulations, Max. Absolutely incredible effort there. Yes, mate. Keep going. Keep at it. We want to talk about three thousand runs probably in three weeks' time. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. It could be. <laughs> All right. Um, now it goes to who said it. Sean, did you want to give us the who said it for this week? Yeah, sure, Yanni. So the who said it for this week is I wake up every morning and look at myself in the mirror and think, 
what would Cy Carson do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the possibilities oh. that person has every time they wake up. Yeah, the context as well. Who knows? Goodness me. If you know, if you think you know who that was, uh, send it in. I'll give you a little <laughs> bit of a hint. He's so inspired by him, he's actually adopting the same haircut. So, uh, if that is anything to go by, uh, yeah, that's a big, big, big hint, hint there. That is a great hint. That is a brilliant hint. (laughs) I'm waiting for those answers to come in. And I think that brings us to the close of this week's podcast Ooh, could, could i just add, could i just add one thing before before we all dash off sure um Go a couple, it, a couple of weeks ago a few of us older plow members went up to yorkshire for a wedding of a, a former plow member james jackson who got married to to helen so just wanted to say congrats again to jacko and to helen on their wedding two weeks ago we all had a great time and uh hope to see you down at a, a dsg game soon Big congratulations yeah, congratulations there. of the board. Love a good plough wedding. It was a good one. It was a good one. Mm. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I'm sure it was. Um, well, that brings me to thank our guest, Leon. Mate, as always, it is a pleasure having you, Pa. Thanks for your time. Always a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Loved it. Mate, thank you. Thanks for coming. Uh, Sean, mate. It was a pleasure having you, buddy. Uh, I look forward to seeing you on the field or maybe for some beers and know a bit more about the tour. I need to know all the details. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I hope to see you soon, buddy. Uh, Yanni, my friend, my co-host, my brother. I hope to see you very soon, buddy. Likewise, you buddy. You take care. Fantastic to see Thanks you, buddy. Thanks for coming, pal. Um, now, um, as we know, this podcast is uh, focused on the cricket and Plowman's as a club, we know, is beyond cricket. Someone said that very famously in the jingle, I suppose. Um, so, yeah, Plowman's is beyond cricket. And one such thing that makes it beyond cricket are the partners, the friends and the families who get sometimes involved and enjoy coming to the games, sometimes away games, as and on many occasions at the DSG, our home ground. And one such occasion was last weekend when my co-host Yanni met a few partners, girlfriends, wives at DSG, and here is what they wanted to say to him. Over to Yanni. Yes, and this was with Love, Clara and Farah. Riveting stuff. So I'm here after the game with a couple of young ladies who came down to watch their boyfriends slash husbands play cricket today. From various backgrounds, sort of familiar with cricket, sort of not familiar with cricket, some it was the first time. How was your day today, ladies? What did you think of it? How was, did you have a nice day out? Yeah, really good. I mean, like, the weather was really nice and just watching other people play while you can sit on the side, have a nice <laughs> couple of beers. I think that's always good. That's always good. <laughs> yeah. Let the other, let, the, let them do the stuff in the sun. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. fair play, fair play. Yeah. It was great. Never had a better nap. You've never had a better nap? Oh, my God. It was that boring to you. Never had a better nap. All right, this is someone that has never ever uh, 
watched the game before. Oh no, I've seen India versus Australia. Oh, <laughs> you just found it boring. <laughs> okay, we might have to uh, edit that part out. <laughs> no, that's fine. And uh, how about yourself? Now, I had a lovely time. I think it added the fact that we had this lovely little dog today with us, which mm -hmm. added to the day. And yeah. So, the key to enjoying cricket is to make sure other people are there and, and have, have beers and bring a dog. And bring a dog, exactly. Yeah. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. This is Shane Warne, make sure you plough on. Do plum and CC, plough on guys, it's taking too much. Uh, we didn't win the link by accident, we did that by design, it was very much planned. I just try to get it in the right spot really and see what happens. You said to me, mate, I really think you should put your lid on. Next ball, bowl me a bouncer, we've been for six, so... This, this club is beyond cricket. Plough's cricket is the greatest club in the world. Oh!